Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the pyramid. This is Mike Vivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this midweek edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Watching this country go back to 1972. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to get into it, or do you just want to just leave that and move on and pa- leave that in passing? Nah, we we gotta talk about it. Um, okay, so today the Supreme Court uh, struck down. Uh, <laughs> Wade v. Roe. Uh, if you're not interested in this part, just fast forward. Yeah. Um, we can't duck this. This has been um, a long-running con from the GOP uh, for uh, a number of years. Long-term booking, um, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, this This came along with... Uh, this whole scheme came along with they were packing judges the whole time. Um, fe- like, from from the Supreme Court to... Or blocking Supreme Court um, nominees to 
um, during the Obama administration to um, packing them in with uh, during the Trump administration to just even like on the you know the the state level as well. Uh, yeah, like they you know they constantly poke holes, constantly poke holes at all, at like they things that seem, seem to find to, a way. Yeah, they always keep poking holes and, and poking holes and poking holes at things that seem like they should be uh, bedrocks of civil rights. Whether it was that or whether after the Obama administration, like started, it was like, oh, we're getting rid of the Voting, right, Voting Rights Act, and that's been decimated. Um, and now Roe v. Wade, and you wonder what's next. Um, I shudder to think what's next, but it, it will be something next that they will, um, uh, you know, make their next major agenda. Uh, I think a lot of people are now concerned about um, gay marriage. Um, yep. so yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's pretty depressing, um, to, to think about it and to think about everything that led us here. Like you mentioned the Obama administration and some of their inaction, uh, as well as like, the, well, I mean, not to cut you off, but like, that's not even just the Obama administration. This is the entire, uh, democratic party. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, well, they, they tell us to vote. They tell us to, to show up and we do. And then they, they turn their back straight and tuck their tails and act like they can't do nothing it, to play with these people and try to appeal to these people that are not interested in following the rules, like at all. Like this is the biggest problem I think with the democratic party in general right now is like they're not really willing to fight fire with fire. It's like <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um given that so far how how radicalized the uh the right has become, it's I wouldn't say it's asymmetrical warfare, but it is clearly like uh, I mean a, you know, center left side for the for Democrats basically and like a further further right leaning um, right. side in like at some point you would assume that like the Democratic Party would move further left and you know Trump has made the move further left because they or I think for a lot of people it was crystallization for people to like what side they actually are on and like oh <laughs> I mean really started with Obama but then once Trump came along it got even it got even bigger um so, but it's, this, it still stays the same, like, um, the fighting, the fighting in the trying to take it further, it, it, it is, um, only from the right side. And, and as far as the dangerous part, or seemingly mostly overwhelmingly from the, the dangerous part of it. So it's, it's really like, they're still trying to behave like this isn't like a, uh, you know, like a, like a knockdown drag out dirty fight. Where people mm-hmm. are kicking balls and, and gouging eyes, and it's like, okay, okay, don't wake up yet. No, like, still, they keep still, still, still trying, still trying to, still trying to keep, uh, you know, keep this thing pure. Okay, dummies, let's see how this keep going. And it's frustrating. It's, it's very it's frustrating. It's like, yo, it's a no very, matter. very frustrating, uh, annoying lesser evil. It really is. Yeah. It's like no matter how many elections like the Democrats win, like <laughs> they're not in charge. It's it's just amazing. But 
I like I don't have any personal like sob stories or sad stories, but plenty of women I'm sure anybody that's listened to this, women in your lives or, you know, people that come across your timeline, you'll see people sharing their stories of, you know, uh, you know, what may not be possible now, what they had to go through previously that were lucky that the laws were in place for them to do such things. This is just all around depressing. Like yes, this is because, just like, like this ain't I mean, it's going to stop a percentage of abortions. I mean, people are just going to go out here and do, you know, put themselves in danger to rid themselves of whatever they want to rid themselves of. So, you know, now it's going to be, you know, more dangerous for women to, you know, handle their lives in that, in their bodies. And that sucks. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't it's know. An understatement to say that it sucks. Like, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's like devastating. Like, yeah. I, yeah and you know uh, hopefully they don't decide to uh reinstitute slavery or anything so you know once we start down these roads you you never know where they might end up i'm trying to think of how long that would take them to actually poke enough holes to get to that i think we'll be dead by then but who knows I think I think I think for in theory for that that certain type of thing to happen, like we would probably be dead by then. But whatever. Um, I guess let's get to wrestling. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, unless you want oh you want to put at the end the Beyonce Drake thing where you slander Drake and you want to do it oh now. Oh my god! Bring him to the stage. Yeah. Okay. So, um, was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Beyonce dropped her uh, her first single on her new project. It's coming, I believe, this next month called um, "Break My Soul," and it, I I just woke up and I saw Tanya tweeting stuff, and I saw something about Beyonce singing. I was like, Be-, you know, like the, just like the you know, like the uh, like the meme Beyonce, <laughs> right? <laughs> go go straight to Spotify uh, and play it, and like I hear them like. Oh, it's a, okay. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a uh the dance track, and then I and then the you know the uh and I hear Big Frida on it, um which is funny because like me and Alex have both met Big Frida uh through like you know through the some of those meetings with Jerry or whatever else like met met her in person and like funny as hell and is like she now has two songs with Beyonce that became like huge records and it's like it's also crazy like I am. Like one degree of separation away from billionaire Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how life works, ain't it? Yeah. So like, so like, if you know, you know, like I, I feel like I want to call y'all motherfuckers broke now. Like, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah. Like, song comes out, I hear it, and like, um, there's not many songs where like I hear them and I immediately just like, oh, this is, oh, this is a hit. Like, like besides the part where it's like. Just off the strength of someone being a certain level of, you know, legacy act, they're immediately going to go to the top of the charts and shoot to the top of the, top of the charts and that sort of thing. But, like, right. I heard this and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be played for, like, six months on the radio, at least. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I heard it. I, I really enjoyed the song. And, you know, like, it is at a, I mean, at a point, you know, Pat just posts, like, the heaviest part of the pandemic people still you know upset politically made this this very vibrant joyous song uh in aspir- aspirational like this inspiring thing like you will not break my soul like you know and it was 
you know, I, I think for a lot of people, um, a lot of women um, that I've talked to, they talk about Beyonce, i.e. a lot of black women, um, they, you know, they see her as like an aspirational figure. Not that they want to be her, but like, you know, to be vulnerable, to be out front, to be shining in that way, to be like almost flawless um, was like a, you know, a thing to aspire to be is like, a, you know, like a lifestyle thing. Kind of, you know, people think of like Oprah, for example, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I think, um, you know, I think uh, I think a lot of people really, you know, really gravitate to that song. And like I mean, the song's a smoker, in my opinion. So like I hear that and then you see some discourse of people saying like, whoa, well, you know, just a couple days ago, you didn't like that uns, uns music that, uh, that Drake put out. I was like, yeah, because the uns, uns music isn't about being sad over a fucking breakup. Like the uns, uns music is for dancing. What part? What part of dance track don't you understand? Yeah. How, like I remember uh, there was a Drake. There was a on, uh, on top song. of her just being like levels beyond him, like yeah, vocally. A, so yeah, like, yeah, that part too is like okay. So Drake has this very limited range that he's been able to not limited, but this this limited range for someone that it has that many singing records uh, as a black singer limited range as far as like the spectrum and like also with the soundscape he likes it this low you know this low tone thing this, he this is very, the melody right and it's very uh lo-fi and it's just dark at times whatever else and and even min- can be minimal at times so but like once you have you know but houses built or the house that we grew up on as we were kids come through was i mean aside from madonna and vogue because that's a smoker but we'll get to that later like is built on like people that can belt. Beyonce mm-hmm. got plenty of belt, so um, it's a na- it's a, just a like, natural. Think about thing. like think about all those like old house songs or whatever right. that have like the big loud booming like woman singing like right. that's like Lolita Holloway I believe is her name and it, she's like sampled like all throughout like yeah she's like James Brown times. to house like like James Brown is to rap yeah right and yeah once you hear those pianos you know it's on right like, it's and, like and, oh it's time it's time to smile now right, right. so like i woke up oh i saw it late and then um i played it and i you know said in the group with like me you kendrick and you know some other you know friends that used to do the, the music thing all together and i was like hey man this is beyonce like this is the essence this is the essence of what you want your 90s you know uh you know your 90s house music to sound like and then like kendrick heard it and then uh kirby heard and they're both like yeah <laughs> just, just yeah yeah this is this is it um it was just funny because it's like we rarely talk about um albums or, or really singles like a single hit you and it hits everybody at the same time you're all just like kind of a, like our friend like that friendum like anymore like i'm gonna think the last time that happened was kind of like probably uh 24 karat magic where mm-hmm. it's like hey hey jason and you're like yo and hey, hey rich <laughs> it's like yo this is this is a smoker but uh yeah it was just you know it was just fun to hear and then like you think about you know how Beyonce operates, how she moves with her features and her producers and like how, you know, like, uh, exclusive, if you will, it is, or how hard it is to get a hold of her producer. Like there, that one dude that she works with, you, I've never heard him work with anyone else. Um, the white guy, Word got out. Go ahead. Word had to get out. There had to be some advanced notice. Like, right. That's where I'm getting start- at. Okay. That's where I'm getting at. So, 
because you know Beyonce. I think the uh, I think for the Beyonce the Beyonce album, like I think it was Drake that or somebody like slid it slipped it like Beyonce makes people sign NDAs to work with her. You know, like right. I wonder if the NDAs are just, she gets the NDAs from the same person that works out the, the, the Vince McMahon NDAs. I wonder if I wonder if she the person ever like gave. You know, the Beyonce division man in the end, and Beyonce was like, "What is this about a sexual relation?" Oh, my bad, wrong one, wrong suitcase. My bad. Here, this yep. one. What the fuck? Yep. Anyway, um, yeah. So obviously, you think about it, and you're like, okay, so these two people. I mean, or Beyonce works, you know, very, very privately, very on on the tuck. She might be working on stuff right now. She might have more material than Lil Wayne. We don't even know. We never know. Yeah. Um, and for Drake to all of a sudden at last, you know, on six hours notice say, Hey, I got something coming out on Friday. Um, given, and it's also interesting because like the release days, the big release days for music used to be Tuesdays and until, and that's pretty much because Beyonce changed it on his head when she dropped uh, one of those albums out of nowhere on a Friday and then everything turned to Fridays and now here she goes doing Tuesdays again. Uh, so Drake on Friday dropped. So me, he, so he probably had word that it was, or there was word to be honest was coming in a month. So he drops his, you know, his his mediocre album of of, uh, of dance music, and next thing you know, it, you know, you hear it, and you're like, okay, I'm disappointed, disappointed. And then Beyonce drops like, so clearly he was trying to be her to market. Yes, he's trying to be her to market, and gotta say. It, it this has blown up in his face in a major way. Like he's, it's, he's still going to be successful. He's going to be, be able to tour off this because he's Drake. But uh, I don't like, know. I once, think I've... once people once people say like they're all the excuse people being like you know it's just black people at this stage they they don't they have rejected you know house music in the same way that they have rejected you know metal or rock or whatever else. But even though they invented they have left it because white people were taking it over. Blah 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 blah. blah all that nonsense. Like okay, how about this one? When we have yeah. Beyonce making, you know, making making a a, a song that sounds like it came off the reel from like nineteen ninety four, how about it now? Yeah, um, sounds a lot like Robin S. Like Show Me Love, and also like uh, if I could probably combine like Move Your Body by Marshall Jefferson and Show Me Love, that sounds like the Beyonce song. If I could just yeah. like fuse and Especially, dance, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. But um, as far as Drake. I don't know if it's better for him to have looked shady as far as the beat to market thing or drop the shit after where it looks like he's riding another wave. Cause like he is, the, he is the silver surfer of, of wave riding. So, you know, I don't know if that falls, if that looks worse at this point, uh, just because it's Beyonce or not. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. I, I, you got a point there that like if you're gonna take his L, maybe as well take his L on the forefront, and, the, and then you know after, but because then if he comes out with this like two weeks later or whatever else, or a month later, people will be like, oh okay, so you just basically like put out hastily made slop, right? Right. I mean, it still sounds like hastily made, hastily made slop though. Yeah, I, 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 I get what to... you're saying though. It, it's just this is less bad, but either way, yeah. like it, he's taking an L in, in all comparisons to Beyonce, another one anyway. Um, so, so I just wanted to point out and like, you know, I, you know, I am a unabashed Beyonce fan. Like I think three, I think she's had three classics. Um, and you know, it's kind of weird how that's gone with, with like, the, you know, cause I loved her first album B-Day and then like the I am Sasha Fierce and four, 
left me left me kind of cold. Like I, I think some of her some of the records on there are just like knock down, drag out bangers. But then like once Beyonce the, the album Beyonce comes out and then like Lemonade comes out, it's like oh okay, we're we're everything I've thought of her is like back on schedule. So like when she drops this, I'm like I can't wait for her next album. Yeah, I I can't say I've studied Beyonce's discography that close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that I'm pretty familiar with is like B Day or the Beyonce album. Everything else I've I've always just heard like middling kind of reviews on it. But mm-hmm. um, of course, this is these aren't things that you normally say on Twitter or out loud because you know you might your social security number may be public information at that point or something. So, uh, you know, I, it's just, it, it's never really been for me, but um, obviously, you know, you respect the, the, the legacy, the legacy of the legend, if you will. And, um, you know, it, it was good. To, it was good to hear her um, kind of pull that out. I like big Frida a lot. Like I, I want to say like a couple months ago, I did like, a deep dive into her catalog just like mm-hmm. you know i was on my new orleans like binge for a little bit i've never uh, gone through bounce like that i should though yeah it's it's really good but um yeah so interesting uh one, one degree removed from beyonce yeah yeah <laughs> but, i mean like i don't i don't think i exude an orange aura because I'm, I, I am one step removed from her, like yellow aura. But like, if you, if, if you were to believe that, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. You know, you know, I think, I think it, I, you know, I think different lights emit off the sun. You know, that's, you know, stars like that. You know. But anyway, let's, uh, let's get to the rest. <laughs> AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Man, what a journey to get here. And by what a journey, I mean what journey um i think the storylines coming into this show what storylines are very weak yeah um i think obviously they had to reshuffle a lot of stuff on the fly this show has been decimated by injury it is a um you know it's a show that's rife with with political stuff that stinks for fans and you can just see it if you look deep enough in this show um there's, uh, you know, a lot of people getting forced on the card. There's a lot of people missing from the card, too, that seem to be like just either not. I don't want to say like not the criteria or whatever, but it's like you just kind of don't fit on this show. Like, where's Wardlow? Like stuff yeah. like that. Um, and they it, explained it. They, they explained it, but it would have been like, why couldn't you just put him out there to squash a young lion or something? Yeah. Or, or like, you know, a House of Torture member or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to see Yujiro in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, but, that's up to you. Yeah, man. Like, and, you know, we got the Young Bucks. Like, you know, they're in a match with Darby Allen and, uh, you know, Hiromu and Shingo and Sting and El Phantasmo. And by the way, Hikaleo joins us again. Who do you think that was supposed to be? Oh, my God. O'Reilly? possibly but um i'm not i'm not sure i'm, I'm not sure maybe hickelo will take the pin on that on, on that match but i want darby to pin hickelo <laughs> just, for the, just for the comedic the comedy of the size difference like look at this five six guy or five seven guy pin this six seven guy or six ten guy 
like Hikolo is one of the biggest guys in wrestling. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but there's just matches that are just like, uh, it's close. I know they'll be good, but it's not, it's not really grabbing me in the way. But when you look at the collection of talent, this is, this is a world-class card. Yeah. Like I'm don't, don't get that uh, mistaken, but you know, just when I, when I think of Forbidden Door, this wasn't my Forbidden Door card. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, like, I'm going to say his name a lot because it seems like he's just a forgotten man at this point. It's like, you know, Kenny Omega missing this show is like, you know, Rob Van Dam not being on the first, like, ECW pay-per-view or something <laughs> like that. It's like, like, this is like, he's a key to so much stuff. We heard a lot of rumors about him this week. That ended up not coming to fruition, so we won't see him for a while unless he, you know, does some type of uh, showing up here. Obviously, no Danielson, no Punk, um, no Tetsuya Naito. Um, there's a lot of people missing. Um, so I mean, no Ishii. Yeah, yeah, um, Ishii goes down with injury. Yeah, at the last last minute. Um, yeah, man. I, should they ever? Should they? Okay, so. There was a match. There were two people that were eligible. One person won. The person that won got hurt. They put in the person that ended up losing. Uh, I, I, that's perfectly fine. Um, and like Clark Connors, to be honest with you, with the communication in a four way makes given that he's good, like makes sense to put him in there with, you know, Miro and and um, Malachi and uh, who was the other person that's in there? I forgot. Pack. Impact. Like. It could it could make in theory for a better four way, um, in theory, uh, but like I really wanted to see you showing this card and like like you mentioned no Naito that stinks like uh, but I you know at the same time uh, I I think I heard Dave Meltzer mention like you know well if this thing is still successful then that means they can run it again it's like well I mean they already have a million dollar gate they're going to run this again and like. And I, and he mentioned like, well, you, you can save stuff for for second cars, and I, I was like, yeah, but like, if you do one show once a year, like, you're never gonna run out of matches any damn way. <laughs> Correct, um, and also like, you know, I think we got to get away from this idea that everything's just gonna be available to do because it might not be. We got people that are coming and going in promotions, people getting hurt left and right. You just don't know, like, uh, like a lot of stuff is less guaranteed, like. Than, than it ever was it seems like and like the Zack Sabre match for example like we don't know who's about to show up for, for this like you know yeah. I think you can narrow a couple things down what it looks like but at the end of the like day it's a fucking mystery is a, a mystery partner at the last or a mystery person at the last minute that yeah. is going to be representing AEW that has never competed in the promotion before. So it's like, how much of a forbidden door is this? Like, where's the spirit of competition well, between the two sides? And well, it I was never. Know. Well, I will say this: it was never. Uh, it was never presented as uh, like a you know best of. Se- it was never presented like it was Starcade '95. It was. It was presented mm-hmm. as it was going to be. X versus you know X versus Z and like yeah I, I I get that but like there is this isn't like Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series mm-hmm. it's not like um so for me I get it but I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not hurt that like there's not gonna be a AEW guy in the match against Saber. Um, if it's someone that makes sense or someone's gonna have a kick ass match or it's gonna pop the crowd and they're happy that they're 
because uh, I think it's I think they said it's gonna be a new person, right? Like it guaranteed yeah. a new person. Like if it's a new mm-hmm. person and it pops the crowd, then in you know the match gonna be great. Then ultimately it's a win. Like for me, you know, going into this match, given what happened with uh, Night Three of Rust Kingdom this year, like I was just betting like if you give me you know two or three big singles matches and then you know tag it up the rest of the way, I'm fine with that. They, they get give me Moxley and, and Tanahashi. Um, the Saber thing, it would have been Danielson, but Danielson's hurt. So it is what it is. Um, and plus, you know, all the other people that are hurt. But like, once you throw, give me like, there's going to be an Okada, Jay White, Adam Cole, Hangman Page, four way. And there's also going to be another four way on the card. And then there's like all the other tag stuff, as you mentioned. Like, I'm, I'm good with it. And then, so like, you know, as you mentioned, it comes back to the card and it's like, on paper, that's a great card. The the build, what build? Um, Stunk. Like, yeah. and, and quite and frankly, I, I, I I'm excited to see AEW get back to uh, like to get their reset going and yeah. get really get the new storylines going that are gonna you know heat this thing up. And I and I think like I think it was also I think it's a bit it was a bit of a conscious decision is like this is an all star game and like we're still. You know, any other story line stuff we're doing is to build towards like AEW coming back to just be AEW after this show. So like whatever is happening with with you know Paige and Cole and Jay White is clearly headed towards like some elite Bullet Club undisputed thing that is basically waiting for Kenny Omega to come back. Um the Kingston and Umino and Yuta versus Suzuki, Jericho, and uh, Lance Archer match Sammy. is clearly... Is Sammy? Sammy, yeah. It's Sammy. Okay. Wait, what match is Suzuki in then? Suzuki, Jericho, and Sammy. Where's Archer? Archer's not on it. What match is Archer in? He's not booked. Yikes. Okay, I totally forgot about it. I'm, you know what? I'm mixing up because the tag match was just on Wednesday. Yeah, but, he did um, the- Yeah. But uh, the Sammy Jericho's uh, Suzuki versus, you know, Kingston, uh, Yuta, and, and Umino match, like, that is, like, playing into, like, there's going to be blood and guts in a couple days after this. And, like, you know, they did more of their building towards getting back to television post this show. And I think there'll be more people coming in and out or coming. I think there'll be more uh, New Japan guys coming in to kind of keep the thing coming in for a few dates or whatever else, like maybe like, you know, for a week for four weeks there, here or there's gonna you know, be some whatever guys else left. until there's, there's time there's... for another, you know, and you know, I think, I mean, like, I think there's a few guys that are going to be left here in the, in the U S for like, at least like a month or something. Like I, I think Suzuki is going to be here. I yeah, think there's no G1, he's, he's, he's going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see where, where we get to when it's time for the, for it to do another show or, you know, it's time to do a show in Japan with AEW wrestlers if they ever get to that. But, um, yeah, I, I it, 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 you know, once you, you, you would have assumed or you would have liked them to have build more personal things. And, you know, they, the, the only things they really hit was that was actually like a, some sort of build or story or, uh, intrigue in traditional sense was like the Tanahashi and, and Moxie thing. And that was all, all in strength of Moxley and even in a little bit of Jericho. So we might as well start yeah. with that. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi 
AEW interim world championship. Yep. Um, <clears throat> a match that is several years in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, you know, quote, there are a lot of questions about Tanahashi, which I always feel like are hilarious because when does the ace not show up on the big show? It's, it's very rare, um, that Tanahashi comes out here and disappoints, um, you know, he had his match um, Wednesday. He was moving around a little rough in it, but at the same time, you know, he's working the crowd. He was in there with Jericho. He ended up getting the pin on Archer. But if there's one guy that I'm not going to bet against in the, in the in the big match, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi. And John Moxley's been, you know, like a man possessed. Uh, great ESPN column on his recovery. Um, for his uh, drinking uh, stuff, like make sure you guys check that out. But um, this should I be a whole match. Check out his uh, his uh, appearance on Renee's podcast uh, from I think it's this week, and that was really good too. Yeah, it should be a really good match. I, crowd's gonna love both guys. I don't think there's like uh, there's not gonna be really a heel here. I, I wonder like if they do the match, like will Moxley kind of try to lean towards a heel? to really like give Tanahashi something or, or are we going to get the heel Tanahashi that shows up uh, kind of in DDT or something <sighs> like that? When was the last time he was in DDT? 2014, okay. I believe. It was against okay. Takeshita. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think that this match is going to be great. Um, how great, we'll see. But like I, I know I have just – Moxie, Moxie has wanted this match for years. Uh, Moxie uh, was talking about how, like, when his FCW, that, like, he, the match that, like, got him, you know, that kind of just, like, held him as, like, this match you watch over and over again was uh, Suzuki versus Tanahashi. So, um, like, he already, you know, you already know the history he has with Suzuki that he's built over the last uh, few years. Like, I think that, you know, uh, he he wants that same sort of thing with Tanahashi, um, while they can still do it. So I think there, I think he's he's up to try to have a great match. Um, obviously, there's less, you know, with Tanahashi, you think there's gonna be less, you know, of the shenanigans like jousting with, you know, the stands and stuff like like how he was doing with uh, and being insane like how uh, he was with Suzuki. But um, I think they're still have a great match nonetheless. Um, and then from there we'll we'll see where they go. Like you know, I think that Tanahashi has this puncher's chance, and like I, I think that it would. I think you have to make Masi the champion. But while I watch this match, I will be rooting for Tanahashi because it's more fun. Yeah, um, I am all for some shock the world. Put it on Tanahashi for like a couple weeks, and then get Tanahashi back on Dynamite to lose it to Moxley or whatever. Get two matches out of this thing rather than one, and. Um, do something just to send people into horror that, that we have a world champion that doesn't speak the language, uh, you know, f- fluently. Oh um, like I, I would just love it from from that angle. And um, I would I would love it too because it'd be like, okay, so this pay per view did a hundred thousand buys like normal, and you're complaining about who the champion is. Okay, what well, what yeah. is the what is what is the real problem? I want you to say it into a mirror. And then, yep. and then look at yourself sounding like a bigot. Yes. Um, if, it's, if it's my company, I'm putting Tanahashi over and then I'm doing the match again in like 
you know, a month or something or when before the G1 or one of those random weeks that that Ace is free because he's he's not working many Wednesdays um, during the G1. Like I thought he's not working any. He's working one single Wednesday. So I appreciate them scheduling it out that way just for that little sliver. Like, that's cool and all. But like how many like Tuesday, how many like, you know, uh, Tuesdays or or Thursdays is work because you know it takes you know quite a while, yeah. right? To get back and forth, and also with the time with the with the what's the fourteen hour time difference, like so, like it ain't as sweet as like, oh great, I'll just hop on, you know, I'll just you know get on the plane after after a G one match on Tuesday, get my ass here on Wednesday, like you can do that, but like okay, it's Wednesday at on Dynamite, I guess I'll just make it back on Thursday for this. Oh, it's in three hours. Oh, never mind. TK got to sign. We got to put him on the PJ. You know. I don't look. I, I get what you're saying, but like, I don't. The, the problem with the PJ is the PJ and the Concord. Like, I don't know. You know. Yeah, um, I expect Moxley to win, but uh, yeah, I, I'm down for you know the, the AEW title lineage having Hiroshi Tanahashi in it somehow. I wouldn't mind it at all. In in fact, like I said, I'm rooting for it. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um. So, but yeah, like I I still expect a great match, and I expect more matches from them. And yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I, 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 I think I would like this to become a, a, a rivalry and f- a feud and rivalry like for the next, you know, however many times they could do it over the next you know year or whatever. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Jay White defending the title against Kazushka Okada, Adam Cole and Adam Page. This has been sloppily set up. Okada not being available till this week. The indecision of, of White, like, I'm not defending the title against you. I'm not defending the title against you. And then actually, he's defending against them both and somebody else kind of makes him look ridiculous uh, in a sense. The Adam Cole insertion that, you know, the condom like feel that he brings to this match, like, he's in there to, to, to protect people and to make sure no one gets fucked. So like he's like, you know, like like that man is the the mat is screaming for him to to put his his shoulders on it and somebody to get on top of him, like which is probably Jay White. Like there's no like mystery going on here. Um, I, I wonder why the 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 belt had to switch to uh, White to do this ahead of time. I don't know, but this is a lot of this some get everyone on the card type stuff. Um, I, it's do we know? Do we know when Okada was like for sure in on this card? Do we know? Was it all along, or was it like did it was decided? all along? He he was never going to be made available for TV until this week. But it was he like TK wanted him sooner. Okay, so he was all along. He, this was the match he was going to be in. So, or you know, depending on whatever happened with the rest of you know entries, whatever, what have you, whatever. But he was always going to be on his card. I did not know that. Um, I guess yeah, I guess Dominion was really the only you know time to take the belt off of him before that, unless he was going to win that for Bendor, like uh, drop the belt here. You well, know, I mean, he's not going to go into G one and lose it, and then his wife's like, yeah. if he has to be out, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe the situation was like, like we're not we're not changing the belt, we're not putting the belt on Jay, or we're not taking the belt off of Okada, like not on our not in our country. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was that man. I was feeling it's like nah, like 
we, we wanted something for Dominion and Jay White coming back and winning it was it for some reason, but that's what they decided to go with. Um, like, whatever. Uh, so, four-way I, I, is going to be great, so whatever. Like, and it, it's interesting to me because, like, so, uh, you know, listening to um, uh, some people, it, it like, Okada in a IWGP title match is like the thing that was like the carrot on the, it was like the incentive thing to make them actually like kind of perk up or care more this week. And, and mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like, well, it's not, I mean, he's in an IWGP title match, but it's a four way. It's not, it's not going to be the 30, it's not going to be like the 35 minute, you know, you know, match like, of the year like contender that you, that you, that you hope for. It's going to be just a great match, just like, a great match. Like, this isn't the Okada IWGP title defense. Like, this is a lesser attraction uh, in the grand scheme of things than that. Yeah, um, but it's still but it still moved people nonetheless, which I find to be funny. And it's like, I didn't, all of a sudden, it's like, I did not know that you people were Okada fans because, like, hey, I'm an Okada fan. I don't recall, I don't recall us, like, sharing notes about our affection for this guy like that. But go figure. Um <clears throat> the way he's on the card, it is going to be a great match. Yeah, and the, the not, pop he got, good lord. Yeah, big pop in Milwaukee of all places. <laughs> Shocking was, that that they they didn't seem they didn't put a video out ahead of time, and these people just knew who he was. Yeah. Like it's yeah. almost like he has like this legendary rivalry, like with like yeah. Cornerstone promotion. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like this promotion does not even exist if not for his legendary rivalry with a Cornerstone. This promotion, <laughs> just just a thought. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it was funny cause I saw like the in, in building video of it, that coin drops. You can't even hear his fucking music after that. Damn. <laughs> it's like, good Lord, that way over. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, uh, they were happy to see him. I don't know if they sell that shirt that he has, but, um, like it reminds me of like his, his jacket from, his jacket going into, or not the jacket, but the, um, the robe, oh, no. the, the Anoki oh. robe that he that he you know kind of wore this year. So uh, earlier this year. So like I thought it was cool. So <coughs> yeah, man, just uh, it was funny seeing him rolling the ring and like he's like, oh, he's so much bigger than Adam Cole. Bro, that's gonna be disgusting <laughs> when when Cole's putting him like you know cause he's gonna do some offensive moves Okada at some point, and it's gonna be like. I hope Okada's sitting on the ground. No, nah, man, it's, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, if you can tell the story and make it work, you can make it work. I don't care about that. But it, it was funny, like, he, he gets in the ring and, you know, he's not, he's bigger than Jay White, and Jay White's bigger than, than, than Cole. So it was like, you know, it was, it was funny because it's like, he's about to take, he's about to get in here, he's the smallest dude. You know, people have been banging on about his physique. He, you know, he yeah. has the least, he has a, the worst f- physique amongst these four. And also, he's about to probably take this pin. It's like they they bullying the shot. Adam this, Cole. Look, the slander is coming. Yeah, they bullying the shot. Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. Stop being mean to that man. Like, yeah. for all accounts, this is a really nice guy that everyone's just maybe that's why they doing it. Like, does he need to come out there like on Twitter and just like drop like a ten tweet thread on everybody and basically tell him to shut the fuck up? I mean, if he, I think people will respect him more if he's you know stuck up for himself <laughs> on Twitter like Durant. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He he getting he getting banged on. So um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of like, um, you know, pair offs here. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a four way. So yeah, like the thing know. that matters the most is like they get a <clears throat> session where they get the two hills out. And you can see Okada and, and Paige go at it for a little bit. Yep, man, thrilling. <laughs> and then they can roll out, you know, and and get the other two in, you know, to do the finish. So, um, Zack Saber Junior versus a mystery opponent. Um, of course, Brian Nelson comes out, cuts promo. Um, well, hold on, real quick, real quick. You just thought about it. So they saved the Rainmaker on Wednesday. Like he came out, he was about to give Jay or either Jay White, Adam Cole one, and they ducked under and rolled out the ring. Yep. Now, is Akata's going to be in the main event of Russell Kingdom next year? One would assume at least so. one of them, right? Um. They might have four shows, so who knows? Are you serious? Are you joking? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm oh, just okay, fucking around. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Um, but, yeah, like, it's made me think, like, you know what? Man, what if they did the short... They could, they basically do, like, the the evil title reign and say they did it in, like, two weeks just so they can get, like, another win in America for Okada? Like, that would be funny. Um, so... Like I just, I just thought like, what if you know they have him, he pins Adam Cole for the belt, and that still gives you know Jay White something because like he beat him in a title match, but he didn't, but Okada didn't beat him to get the belt back, so he has like, like you know he has a gripe to get himself into another gold, uh, gold, gold double dash, that sort of thing. So what do you think about that scenario? I think it's a lot of flip flopping of the uh, of the belt. Um... Yeah. But it, you know it could happen. But you know, I mean, it, good it thing this belt doesn't have like you know the the great lineage from prior you know decades, right? Be worried about selling history. They um, you know, this could it could open the door for Jay White to win a G one or something, um, rather than him going in as the champion. Okada's wife still kind of factors into this for me, but I don't know. I, it, until that's you know out there and done, like. Maybe I should just like forget about that and just stick to analyzing the wrestling. But um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever happens, Adam Cole is uh, getting pinned. Yeah, he's definitely getting pinned. So what's the next match? Zack Sabre Jr. versus a mystery man. So Brian Danielson comes out, cuts a promo that totally deflates the the crowd. I'm watching it just furious. Um just like the way he was talking, then like he basically cuts like these these vague uh, things that he's saying he's doing that is saying, "Yo, I'm concussed, but I can pass a whatever type of thing, but I'm not being allowed to wrestle." Like, and I didn't like it. Um, I thought it was a waste of a segment. Like, you know, you could have thrown, especially like Saber wasn't going to talk. They could have put this out in some type of press release or some type of video ahead of time explaining it and did something else with that time on the show rather than, you know, they this was they milked the, the attention for it and um, ultimately disappointed the fans. And I think it really like kind of soured the crowd for like <laughs> like till like the middle of the uh, Aussie Open six man. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it from the perspective of uh, do you want to come out and you know do a promo giving us bad news, but um, yeah, and I, then he tries to work it into like quote unquote being a bad guy, and it's like you got a mystery opponent, and it's like, well, what the fuck? Like it was just all fucking he's, yeah, discombobulated. He's yeah, he's being cute. 
yeah, yeah. I you know I I would have liked them to have at least had Saber come out and at that point then say like you're running from me, you're ducking me, blah 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 blah. Set the set the stage for we're definitely still gonna have a fucking match eventually, and then move on from there. Like it, it, that was the part where it's like if I'm with you, where it's like. You got to give us something like so. You're gonna tell us that he's that he's going to he can't wrestle for these two gigantic or these two gigantic shows that are coming up in the next you know seven days or whatever eight days whatever and like then like you can't even give us like the the thing of like saying hey I he said I am healthy which is great uh, healthy enough to where I'm going to return to wrestling and that's great but it's like can you at least like well if that's the case and you do that can you set up the saber match that you're gonna you're ne- inevitably you're go- going to have no okay so like they should have just had saber come out run him down said he's ducking him and then go f- and then you know go from there but they decided so, uh, they decided you know, I'll put you back in retirement da, 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 yeah, something something like, like that yeah, they just like they just didn't they didn't give saber a mic you know. and I'm not like I don't think it's in the world but like that's what I have like to have had like a nice you know something to look forward to given that we just got some bad news yes um so I guess the thing we're supposed to look forward to is the mystery man so like it's apparently gonna be uh the person is gonna be replacing Brian not only in this match but also in blood and guts and kind of made it sound like it's a new Blackpool combat club member that's making his debut a lot of people are pointing the finger towards it being Cesaro uh, kind of fits the profile of somebody that's close in the way Danielson described him. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it's like, I think a, a new person coming in just to represent AEW versus New Japan here kind of stinks. And I guess I shouldn't even think about it like that. But the answer is just seeming to be just to sign somebody every time 120 guys on the roster and there's just more people being brought in. Um, Cesaro wouldn't excite me personally uh, for it. He's a phenomenal wrestler. One of the best wrestlers I've ever, ever seen. Just feel like his story has kind of been written in wrestling at this point. Um, I don't, I don't really, you know, he's going to throw a couple guys around, probably have some great matches and uppercut people in giant swing, sat him sing at some point, but um, I don't know. And I don't, I don't, there's not a Brian Danielson replacement. <laughs> so like, like no matter who's walking through that door, it's not, it's not you, Brian Danielson. So it's, it's tough to remain excited about that. Yeah, I agree. There is no Danielson replacement, especially with like the injuries they have. Like, you know, if this was depending on the person is like, okay, so Danielson is out. All right. So I guess that means you, you put in. You know, you put an O'Reilly or something like that. That would be the the closest, right? Right. But he's injured too. Right. He's so he's injured too. It's like fuck. This sucks. Like everybody's fucking broke up. Um. So yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of you know they're they're trying to make the they're they're trying they're dealing with a bad situation that one. Um. But I, you know I'm at least glad they're bringing Saber over. Um. So whatever. Like I think I think that match. You know I know you're not that big of a Saber fan, and quite frankly, like I. I Saber is so good that he has gotten to, he has gotten me to, to begrudgingly like the fact that he plays defense against uh the action at times with his with his stuff. But uh that dude is that dude is going that dude's a flat out great wrestler, but like I just don't love his style sometimes. Uh but he's he's won me over over the long run. So yeah. Uh so interesting to see who he brings in and like either way, like it's gonna be a banger of a match. 
three-way winner oh, take real okay. quick. Like, yeah. uh, I want another picture of Zack Sabre and Adam Cole together. Um, and why is that, sir? Oh, because, you know, the six foot and six foot. Uh, and then similar heights. Yeah, and then also, like, I also want another picture of Sabre and uh, Moxie because in Moxie's book, he said the first time he met Zack Sabre was in a, was in a German discotheque. And, like, the, like, when he wrote that, I was like, and I read, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, what is Zack Sabre Jr. doing in a club? No, what is Moxie doing in a German discotheque? That makes no sense. <laughs> Moxley, a man of the world. I, I feel like Moxley could be anywhere on look, the, the man, globe at no, any time, and I believe it. He's only, a Tyson's own guy. The, oh, look, if you had said he was procuring drugs, I'm like, oh, that's the only acceptable answer here. Like, but the idea of like, it, it just sounds funny. Who the fuck says the word discotheque? <laughs> it just sounded funny. Anyway, uh, we can move on. Three-way tag winner-take-all match for the ROH uh, tag team and the IWGP tag team titles. Triple-A belts missing by, uh, you know, like missing here. Uh, FTR versus United Empire. The Great Ocon and Jeff Ocon, or Jeff Cobb, excuse me, and Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta, Rapungi Vice. So uh, this is an interesting match. Belts on the line. Lots of different scenarios here. Um, we kind of talked earlier this week about possibly FTR, like winning these things and, you know, going on to do a big match with the young bucks. Um, the, the, the AAA element kind of throws maybe a wrench in that, like them holding, that's gotta be a nightmare. Like the IWGP belts and the AAA belts. I know we'll never like see the AAA belts while that happens, but you know, that, that's kind of, it's weird. Like, you know, CMO will be like, hold on, what is this? Like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, there. it seems like there's a lot there. Um, Rocky and uh, Tr- uh, Rocky and Trent feel like they're here to get pinned. I just don't know who's doing the pinning. Oh, uh, I mean, I think that we're, I think that the titles are changing and FTR is winning it and like, we're getting this all on the line and, you know, I, 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 I th- that's how I would do it. Obviously, you know, as you mentioned, the the, the possible politic play, which is like, if that's the case, I'm already even on, allowed on the card seeing that the championship play, but Andrade mm-hmm. can't be on the card. Phoenix can't be on the card. Um, you know, Pinta can't be on the card. Yeah, so it, it you know, it makes you it makes you wonder like how you know, how far does this shit go and in whatever. But yeah, either way, like it's gonna be a great match. Like Rapongi Rapongi Vice, almost called them three K. No, they're not three K. Um, they're 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 a great tag team. Um, and Okan and Cobb, like I can't wait to see what power spot Cobb's comes up with. You know, uh, the other um, four opponents is gonna be fun. Um, yeah, I, like I I'm interested to see how the crowd reacts to Okan in a match. The American Same. crowd. I'm interested to see how that goes because you know he's, you know he's, I, I he's a wild boy. Yeah, but I, but also the thing is like the way he got over in Japan. I don't know if that can just translate to success in the same way here. And like you know, you hear Melser always act like he's mid or something. Like I, I think that plays into it as well. Of why he, of why he acts like that or is like not, you know, that into that dude's future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how he reacts for his crowd. I think maybe, uh, you know, maybe something's done, going that way. Well. Shut the fuck, or maybe Melzer will stop it, and knock it off. 
he's done well in some of the smaller shows that New Japan's done, like in front of the American crowds. He's been mm-hmm. pretty over, so mm-hmm. hopefully that translates for him here too. Yeah. Um, U.S. title also. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Um, of course, Juice Robinson still has the physical championship, so these guys are fighting for the United States heavyweight NFT. Um, and, you know, Will and OC is the remix of uh pack and orange Cassidy, um, the angry Brit against, you know, this, you know, guy that just doesn't give a fuck. Um, orange kind of turned on the jets a little bit on Wednesday and the match felt like he, it feels like he knows like people may not necessarily be as excited about the match. A lot of people want someone else in there will will. So I think he's going to come out there with something to prove. Obviously, Osprey's going to roll out of bed and give us a great match. So um, Will goes over Hidden Blade one two three. Yeah, um, it's going to be a great match. Like I feel like I don't know what happened. Like since I guess the beginning of this year, maybe it was post Adam Cole feud, but it feels like. People people are like cold on Orange Cassidy in a way that has never happened before uh, since AEW started, and yeah, obviously the injury and hiatus from the injury did not did not do him any favors. Um, but glad he's back and like they're gonna have another killer match, and I think that kind of um, remind I think it'll help remind people that like oh yeah the Orange Cassidy guy like has great matches like when asked upon except for like that one weird Jericho run, but you know whatever. Besides that, um, I got really nothing else for you on that. Um, there's a very interesting Kenny Omega interview. Yes. Uh, got some choice words about Will Ospreay. <laughs> this man, nasty, nasty this, work from the cleaner. This man is like, this is like the Donovan Dickhead stuff. Bro, where it's like you're just he was uh, totally in character. Like you're just totally in character, just doing James, the thing. This and was a to- off, just for this off- was a. This was a Tokyo sports interview that yeah. he dropped on this man. Yeah, all the passive aggressiveness and like doing the putting, comparing him to Jay White and putting him, Bro. putting Jay White above him and saying like, adding like Jay Nasty. White is like adding like Jay White is like some Tam Nakano level like non athlete is like it was like what are you talking about? He's like Bro. you know if you if you're just an athlete around, that, that Osprey is and like you just roll out of bed and do whatever you want to, but if you're Jay White, you just gotta think, you gotta think hard. Like all of a sudden, like this heel, like this scrappy ass heel Jay White is like if you don't stop. Like you gonna stop it and not get the fuck off with this, bro? Oh nigga, what is the match? What is the match, bro? I same. I was I was fucking hollering because you know a couple months ago Will went on some podcast, right? Giving to Kenny, he was calling Two Faced, yeah, right. All this other stuff, right? And that was but, the same thing. It was like he this is version of the same shit. You know, yeah, it, 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 some people were saying this is kind of like you know, um, kind of what Tanahashi kind of used to say to Kenny a little bit. Which is funny. Kenny kind of goes into this role where you know he's like, you know, I used to care about you know the, the five star matches. You know, like, I had yeah, like five, like five of them. Of them. I, yep. Like, you know, yep. I grew up kind of, but I'm like, look, you ain't fooling me. Like when you like, I've seen this man hop off the table and come out come out like a madman before. I anticipate him doing the same thing. You think he has more? You think that Kenny Omega right now in 2000 or in 2003 has more smoke for for Will Osprey than Cody Rhodes? Are you out of your mind? Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Like these guys are clearly working at an angle that yes. they both want to do really badly. And um, I want to see that. Like, yes. I don't, I mean, 
trying to think what match would I have above that as far as my like uh like fantasy booking type of thing of like or dream match thing scenario <laughs> like in the world right now. It might be it. That might be the top match. Match Man. I want to see the most out of any match I can just like dream up on top of my head. It might be it. Dave might go seven and a half on that one. <laughs> in five minutes. Yo. Um, oh, you're on an pin, brother. They got they got to sit Dave Rinks high for that match wherever it happens. Like it needs to be like um, how Flair and Steamboat were, were at it, and then he was oh sitting there God. in Chicago. We need Dave live reactions there. Uh, they, they need Dave in the video package, and it, he, he needs Look, to be complimentary of both of them. No, like I don't know who's gonna win. This, this, this is this is what I'll say. Like <laughs> Meltzer, Meltzer like, is go ahead. I was gonna say, do you like how like there's this thing I've been doing in um one of our group chats where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've essentially foreshadowed you know what, what Kenny's gonna be sounding like in a way. Yeah. So, um, like Meltzer when he's at these AEW events, like loses his mind over Racy's matches by like half a star on average, seemingly. Like put him at ringside. <sighs> oh. This man, I mean, look, they might put the camera on Melser. Melser might put up all ten fingers and, <laughs> and put all ten fingers into the camera. We we need like in, in the lower left hand screen, like a little square, like the Melser cam for 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 this match. I need it. Oh my it. god! But <sighs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen that interview, check it out. It's phenomenal quite frankly um tony storm versus thunder rosa um they have not done phenomenal interviews um leading up to this match and you know what i don't blame them i'm not really trying to hand either of them mike just get the ass in there and wrestle um i'm gonna take tony storm in a shocker um i think that uh thunder rosa retains and they build towards uh tony storm winning the belt later down the line um I, I, I think that's where I think that's where they head with with her. I, don't, I think it's too soon. I just think that it's a good match to ha- it's a good match to have a good title defense for Thunder Rosa um, to get to it. Like, and I think you know, I think there's also people that can you know. I don't know what the situation is with Sheeta right now, but like they got to run back a Sheeta in Thunder Rosa match at some. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. At least, or at least that's what I would hope. Given how well their first match went when uh, Sheeta was champion. So we got Pac, Miro, Clark Connors, and Malachi Black in a four-way for the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Um, man, uh, a lot of ways this one could go. I don't think it's going to Clark Connors. No. I'd be shocked. Um, Miro, I don't know. Don't think so. Um, I feel like this is this is a good, good belt for Pac. Honestly, um, I know he, he's kind of been crippled by travel at times, mm-hmm. um, but maybe just maybe there's like there's a there's a nice run in him to establish the belt before he disappears again. Fucks off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Malachi or, or Peck, I, I feel like have to win this. Um, like, I, you know, I, I just think that especially. I want I think, a fucking I think super both- match belt. Yeah, that and also I think I think you know, uh, given um, given um, Malachi's like affinity for New Japan for wrestling, like that was like his first promotion he ever watched growing up. Uh, 
like I think that uh, he's talking about like he wants to go to do New Japan. So like, I, you know, I think that I think it makes sense. Like I think that this is going to be you know like we talked about like the you know the the kind of um his relationship to like the SWA belt and stardom like it's a Gaijin excursion belt and like I feel like you put this on whoever is like the international talent is going to go and wrestle around the world and bring it back and you know all that sort of stuff. So um, for me. I think that it makes sense that I think it makes sense going on one of them because like they're going to come back and have a killer match with somebody and the next person takes off with it. Um, Miro, um, I feel like if he, if, if, if it's almost like they're, if, the, if it were to be him, it's almost like they make a new, made new titles. They can make him the TNT champion all over again, away from world. Yeah. F- feel like I kind of seen it a little bit and yeah. there, there needs to be a tweak it, or right. something. It he seems wrong, to like, be a baby face right now, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that way. Um, but but we'll see. Like I either way, like I don't think there's any wrong decision outside of putting on Clark Connors. Yeah, and that's, that's not because Clark Connors ain't good. Yeah. Like Clark Connors <laughs> and like Clark Con- or Connors and the rest of them, like LA JoJo dudes, like around the American Indies over the next five years, like they're killed. They're great. So yeah, um, don't don't. I'm not. I don't mean in that way. S- sad not to see Ishii here. Yeah, uh, would have loved seeing him and Miro, you know, run into each other a couple yep. times. Um, but such is life. <sighs> Eight man tag team match. Hey, bro, Darby you know Allen. Good at like a, a Ishi singles match for any of those three would be, especially yeah. like Miro Pack. Jesus Christ! Ugh, great, great. Um, Eight man tag. Darby Allen, Romu Takahashi. Darby Shingo Allen, Romu Takahashi, and who else? Shingo Takagi and Sting, the dudes with attitude, so they're bringing back Sting's old stable for one night. Uh, I'm very interested to see the outfits. Um, I I want Sting to kind of coordinate something that has to do with like the wackiness uh, a little bit, or so, or you know, they can incorporate the Sting, you know, kind of kind of wear like Hiromu can do something. Can can we get like Shingo? Can we get Shingo to get a translated interview where he lies and says that uh, that Sting influenced him to start wrestling? <laughs> I mean, why not? He's. I mean, things been around long enough to where you can believe, where that's believable. I mean, it's feasible. Yeah, right. it's feasible. Right. Um, Darby and Hiromu being teammates is just hilarious. Um, on one hand, um, then they're I taking hope they on never us each other. <laughs> Do you know why I say that? Because someone might die. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want yeah. them to wrestle. Someone might die. Some some uh, someone might die, and someone like it's a great chance someone will break their neck. Well, good thing Dookie isn't coming because he's replaced Hiromu on the crazy uh, scale. Um, so I, I was talking to, to Swerve the other day about Dookie. I was like, man, they should have brought him, and then that man would have like lost his damn mind. Like you put him in front in the United Center, and this man would have, you know, did that that senton to the floor real quick. You know, that man wrestles if like he. Never mind. I, th- I think uh, he. I think I would love to know what his pre-match uh, ritual is. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and now we're gonna be taking on the Young Bucks, and who have for one night only have rejoined the Bullet Club. They've done this funny thing where they've um, uh, turned their avatar on Twitter back to them in Bullet Club merch, and they've been making hints that they got to go through some boxes to find something to wear. Um, so, and the Young Bucks Bullet Club 
t-shirts have gone on sale for a limited time this weekend on pro wrestling tees. Uh, so they're about to try to try to rake it in uh, this weekend. You know, uh, I'm sure the bullet club could use the help, you know, uh, you know, selling them shirts. Uh, El Phantasmo, who I love, and Hikaleo's in this match. Uh, the Bucks and Phantasmo have potential to just be hilarious. Show all the ass. Oh, yeah. And, this is, and they're, they're going to get so much shithead heat. They're, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All the shithead heat in the world. It's, it's a crazy. This is a lunatic fire pro match on paper. Um, you know, a lot of these, if you can see some of the, the mixed matches we're getting to, there's a six-man, Umino, Wheeler Yuta, Kingston against Jazz, uh, Jericho, Sammy, and Suzuki. They're intermingling guys here. So this could be, end up in a situation where um, someone from someone's promotion pins, you know, like the AEW guy pins the AEW guy, the New Japan pins the New Japan guy. So there's a lot of that stuff on the table. I- I can't wait for like there to be some friction between Suzuki and Jericho, and then Jericho comes to promo and says, "What kind of guy names name leads a group of men and names a group after themselves?" Like, because yes. you know he, he he does that all the time. Yes. I can't wait till he does that. It's gonna, I, I'm gonna pop because he's such a he's such a jackass. It's great. It's gonna be great. So we're gonna have Judas. We're gonna have uh, Kaze Ninare. I, yep. I assume Suzuki would turn on him after the match. Sure, um, why not? Uh, as far as that that eight man tag goes, um, I, I'm gonna take the good guys in this match. I think Hikaleo's getting pinned, um, pinned by Darby, maybe. Um, I don't know who gets the pin, but Hikaleo's definitely getting pinned. Um, and then, uh, oh, also in the last match, Clark Connors is getting pinned. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! Let's see. We mentioned he's getting pinned in the uh, in the um, Lij in uh, L or I guess the the, the emo Lij match. Uh, Hikaleo. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. I'm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right, right, right. uh, as far as the six man, as uh, Umino Will or the biggest star in the business, and uh, Eddie Kingston. What are you gonna let him go? Never. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki. I think uh, Sammy's going to get pinned here. And um, they basically, you know, I don't know. Suzuki, like, turns on him after the match or some shit. I, I, th- I think, Jay, I think I think that... Um, okay, so the Anarchy in the Arena Stadium Stampede match they had at last pay-per-view, um, JSA won. Um, I believe that um, you're going to have at Blood and Guts. I believe that Kingston and, and Moxie are going to win. So I think that like you put Umino in the match, beat Umino. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, like I think you you have that 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 win there. I think that happens there. And then like you have like Suzuki, you have Jericho try to like nudge Suzuki and give him a fist pound and Suzuki's like <laughs> and it chokes the shit out of him. <laughs> like, yeah. The premium been paid already. Yeah, yeah. I, I that, that's what I you know, I'm fantasy booking, but like I think it makes sense to just beat Umino. The Man. poppy guy was interesting you talked about it last week though. But, yeah. Another pin for a for a new Japan guy. Um there's also a match hasn't been announced yet. Will be announced on Rampage. Uh, I'm just gonna put it out there now. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against El Fantas, or excuse me, against El Desperado. 
<laughs> and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. So this is actually a, a nice, crafty, little tight match right here. Uh, I think it's going to be on the buy-in, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could serve to further whatever Lee and Swerve have going on. They're kind of doing this thing where they're uneasy of each other since Swerve uh, threw Keevely out that battle royal. Um, I mean, I mean <clears throat> it, they, they hit it directly. Like, Swerve is doing, you know... Um, He's swerving over. Untrust, untrustworthy things. Uh, and then they talk about, well, I mean, it's Shaq and Kobe. Man, the world, you can leave it Shaq and Kobe. You're right. It is Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> it's, it's Kobe trying to... Trying to <laughs> You know, so like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so you know we'll see how we'll see where it goes. But so far, it's like, yeah, like that's exactly the story. I, I wish someone be like, I don't get it. Why is why he's doing this? He told you it's Shaq and Kobe. That's so funny. Like, Swerve should show up with a Kobe jersey on, like for one of these dynamites or whatever, and, and then throw Swerve a Shaq jersey or some shit. Like, hey man, I got you something like this. Keith would be like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, but but, um, like maybe maybe the people are too young to realize that like Kobe wasn't the patron saint of basketball he, that he wasn't like from like two thousand from the Virginia team on. <laughs> like maybe they need to update. Be like maybe if I can't say like it's Kobe is or is Kyrie and LeBron, people would be like, oh okay, I get I get exactly what you mean now. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I, th- I um, think Destiny yeah. Swerve might have the potential to have some good chemistry in there. Um, Kenamaro's had a <sighs> good Kenamaro. year from everything I'm hearing. Mm. Um, and Lee's going to throw everybody around. Uh, I think you can give uh, Desperado and Kenamaro to win here and then um, <clears throat> use that to serve the uh, d- dissension there. So there's a lot of New Japan guys like looking like they could be taking L's, but I feel like this is a good one to go the other way, especially like, you know, that you can further – if they win, like it doesn't really add to their story. If they lose, there's like more places to go. That's true, but it's all yeah. If it is all, for a lot of people, they're not gonna they're gonna hate that when they see that size differ, differential. They're gonna oh, hate that. They're gonna hate seeing. Yeah. They're gonna hate seeing. And you know, I, I don't care about that. But people are gonna be like, "How the fuck?" You know, they they got like hundred and twenty pounds on on this tag team. How the fuck did they lose to them? It's like, well, it's fake. That's how. Yeah, you know they booked it. You know? Yeah, but we'll see. <clears throat> And then the other pre-show match. Um, there's one more pre-show match that I don't know. So um, Max Gasser in the Gun Club, Billy Austin and Colton against Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Yuya Uemura uh, in the eight-man tag. Castro gets to do his rap. Um, besides that, a lot of young lion stuff here. Uh, they is Coughlin who else? And who else? Coughlin, Kevin Knight. DKC, who's actually on Rampage in a few minutes, and right. then Yu Yu Yuamura. Okay. So, okay. So this would be fun. Uh, the, some of the LA Dojo guys have shown up on Dark. Uh, there was a five on five they did with the Factory. I want to say maybe like three weeks. Was back. that based off the invasion from uh from what's it called? Uh, I think Strong it's, evolved a few weeks I ago. I think it's the fallout of that. Ago? Okay. Yeah, okay. and that was a solid match. I actually checked that one out. So, um, yeah, this would be inter- entertaining. Get Max Caster in there to do the entertaining stuff uh, before the match. This uh, this could be kind of fun in a weird way. Have you seen? Have you seen? How much of Kevin Knight have you seen? He does a really good drop kick. Leapers. Yes. Like, yeah, leapers. Oh, um, have, you, have you heard his promos? Yeah, I've I seen one in like. 
I don't know. I don't know how he got. I don't know how he got mixed up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Like, what? They, how did? Why would he even like this? to want to do this? I want to know. Yeah, um, like but he, yeah. would, he he kind of seems like he would hang out with Aunt Edwards, you know. Um, That's why I'm trying to figure out how the fun he mixed up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> like Kevin Knight has rapped before. Like no one can tell I, me different. So. So you, you more. I'm not going to gonna disagree. Him. I got the same vibe. High, high quality prospect. You, you more. I've followed his career for a few years now. Since you know, throughout his young line uh, days, mm-hmm. and um, Billy Gunn, of course, gets on the card because if you're a New Japan Pro Wrestling, you come to America. Billy Gunn must be somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what was that? How many years ago was that match with Tanahashi? Five years ago. Was that Long Beach? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But um yeah, that's a forbidden door show. Um there's a lot of things to look forward to if you just think about the card. Some people think the card sucks. Some people think it's like a waste of money and a scam and whatever, but uh I think the show's going to hit like the 100,000 mark, I think fairly so easy. So uh AW fans and large at larger I don't think are scared off from purchasing this. Um and you know, hopefully it leads to another one that they can reload the gun on because, like, like we got the first one out of the way. Now start emptying the gun. Let's get the big matchups in here. Let's get back to the table doing, you know, the negotiations to, you know, have some people beat somebody. And it's not the end of the world. Like, I, I think th- they get hung up on that stuff a lot where I think dudes can't just lose and recover. Like, and some of that that philosophy is like seeped in the AEW a lot. I've probably say the last year, like a lot of the finishes, sometimes they always have to have someone causing the finish uh, there to give someone an out. And it's like, they need to learn the value of like beating somebody and then having that person come back because like, it's the easiest story to tell like yep. redemption. Yep. <laughs> so um, yeah, besides that, I, I got nothing else. You got any final thoughts on uh forbidden door? Um, I'm I'm still, you know, like my excitement level for the show has never like changed. Like I was kind of realistic on what it's going to be like. You're never going you're never or you're almost never going to get like the knockdown drag out 10 match card that you think it, that you thought you were going to get. Like you like got to be more realistic about it. So I, I tell my expectations and I I, didn't, I was under no I was under no impression that it was going to be like Wrestle Kingdom of America. You know, mm-hmm. so like I thought it was going to be a great car with, you know, a bunch of with some tags on there. And we were going to probably get like one or two big matches and, you know, injuries thing happened with with um, Danielson. So unfortunately it didn't happen. But like we got, you know, we got an IWGP title match on here as a four way. But like Okada's here. We got Tanahashi here. The only person that's really missing in a way for the uh, uh, New Japan, you know, AEW match big time that's that's not here is really Naito and Ishii. Yeah, and then like you know Kota Ibushi, who's I, the Ibushi thing has <laughs> yeah. he would have been here, but he, you know yeah. that's a whole different weird thing, right? So yeah. I can't even that I can't fault anybody for that. Well, I could right. you know if I want to, I could fault uh, the, the Kakushi dude, but whatever, like you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, just. I guess now we just talk about the starting pay per view. Um, get through this because it's only six matches. Um, t- well, James, hit the music.
Okay, so um, same day as for, or Forbidden Door on Sunday, June 26th uh, in Nagoya. Um, they are... I think I've talked to you about this car before, but um, not, not on air, but uh, they right now are in the process of like they've already were kind of doing two pay-per-views a month, but like it's almost like this one is like an attraction pay-per-view. And then the other one is like a more, it's more in line with a traditional pay-per-view. So, so is this like they're uh, just to use the steel cages? That's what it seems like. This feels like that. Um, so, uh, the main event is stars versus Queens quest. Top three of stars, Mayu, Hazuki and Kaguma versus top three of, Queen's Quest, Utami, Kamatani, and Izumi in a cage match. Um, they're not. Cl- There's not a clear idea what the rules are. It's going to be very similar to the Elimination Tag uh, Tag Team Ladder Match or Trios Ladder Match that they had in de- early December last year, where like you, 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 we won't know the rules seemingly until or explained to us until the night of the show. Uh, like there's talk of there's an escape the cage rule, but it's also elimination. And it's like, how to, why? Uh, all I know is they're going to have a match. It's Kamatani. It's Izumi. It's Kaguma. It's Mayu. And it's Suzuki. People are going to be flying off top of this cage. Uh, and people are going to do all types of shit off of it. Are they going to pull out the, uh, uh, the 1981 Madison square garden cage? to let them jump off or are they going to give them some real shit I don't know I don't know I haven't seen the cage I don't know gotcha. what they can I don't have no idea what it's going to look like I don't know all I will say is they have the benefit of it uh, I ha- like it's been years since there's been a uh, a cage match in Joshi I, I can't knock down I can't like uh, calm down at the specific times like I guess GML will get back to me he was talking about it before about uh, seeing some match from a few years ago but like it's been it's been years and um but like I will say this, I have seen the AJW cage. It looks like a regular cage. Mm. Um, but what I will say that they has the advantage of, even if it is one of those rinking dink cages, all these women are like the tallest person is Kamatani at five six. So it won't look as bad as when you got like some six foot motherfucker in there. You're like, oh, the cage is like not even twice as big as them. <laughs> okay, so uh, they do have that benefit of of you know of 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 that, but yeah, I think the match is gonna be out, out, outrageous, and I, you know, I hope, I, I wonder what's gonna happen. Like, Phoenix Splash off top of the cage, Moonsault uh, off the cage is definitely happening. Moonsault off top of the cage is definitely happening. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mayu has been like, you know, once almost once a year, I see fucking EO doing Moonsault off the top of a fucking cage. I want my turn, goddammit. Um, so, <laughs> so, so there's that, but uh, I, I hope no one puts themselves in a trash can first and then I, jumps in the cage. I wonder if that's EO's header still. I wonder. I'd have to look, but I wonder. Uh, uh, semifinal. Tam versus Nasipoi. Singles match in the cage. No escape rule. Somebody um, will die. I mean, uh, Tam tweeted earlier today that Something along the lines of it's gonna be me and you in his cage, and there's gonna be no one to stop. Uh, stop when you start crying and screaming. So is um when Tam gets in the cage, is she gonna shut that bitch behind her like the Undertaker? 
I don't I, I don't think so. Um but you know, given that given that she's out here, you know, uh fucking with the occult now, she yes. might she might just close the door like it's hell in the cell. Uh she uh Tam has a new shirt that's uh that's on sale uh for this uh that starts starting on uh Sunday and like it looks like it looks like uh, the shit that um. That shit. It looked like the fucking disclaimer before the thriller video. I don't remember that, but it's basically. But it is some okay. So Tam isn't a magical girl, but like she talks about magic and you know, along with the cosmic stuff or whatever else. And like this looks like a like a like a almost like a magical medallion type of thing. Almost like like the fucking Ayagamato in uh. In Doctor Strange, you have no idea what that is. I know you don't know what the fuck that is. I'm I'm, I'm talking to people that that actually watches actually watch the, the Marvel movies, whatever. But like, it looks like when Doctor Strange does spells, like the, the 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 shit, like it looks like that. But whatever. Um. Anyway, like, but it's on a black shirt. It's white and like it's been grayed out. And like, then there's like, was like, then there's also a triangle. I'm sorry, yeah, 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 a triangle on top, like a pyramid on top, and like. Each side has like a name of one of her big moves, like the you know her her um her bicycle knee, her screwdriver, her you know her super tiger modified tiger suplex driver, whatever else. And like at the bottom there's an inscription like of one of her promos talking about magic and believing in her and believing in Tam Nakano. And like, but the the font is like uh in this weird is like it looks like. It's hard to explain, but it, but once you zoom out and look at the whole shirt, it's like, oh, this is like a shirt that like Malachi Black would would have made. This is a Malachi yeah. Black shirt, and I, so like it, it's it's fucking hilarious. Like I've, I've talked to Zach about trying to procure one of these things, so we'll we'll see how this goes. Trying to get this Tam Nakano Devil shirt, but uh, in in the coming uh, weeks and months. But anyway, yeah, like I mean, these two have hit each other's guts ever like ever since Tam has left uh Act Act Girls in kayfabe and. Um, they've always had like significant heat every time they've ever touched in the ring. It's uh, gonna be started. phenomenal. Yeah, and like you know, I think the, the last real, the last preview for it was that match that went to a draw, that trios match that went to a draw, and they were incredible in it. And um, like I don't know if you saw the press conference, did you? I did. Weren't they like slamming each other's heads into like Food. or slap yeah. something like that? So yeah, like so in, in the lead up over, over the coming weeks on Twitter. Um, Tim mentioned like in catering, like fucking Nassapoy has been like stealing the food that she knows that she eats. Like she basically like goes there and takes the food. Like it's uh, it's like some type of pasta, some type of like uh, some type of like a uh, seafood dish, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, Nassapoy was like, whatever, I, I I ate it. I didn't what, leave me the fuck alone. And she's like, what it always happens, you know I like this, and you don't even like this, but you keep taking it or whatever, something along those lines, whatever else. And then Nassipo's like, tough shit. And then, like, you know, Nassipoy being a former uh, Kyrie young girl when she was coming up, um, back when she was doing, you know, shows in stardom, and back when Kyrie was doing um, a couple shows of Atwas Girls, when they were starting out, like, they had that connection when um, Tam and I'm sorry, when uh, Natsupoy and, and Tam had their white belt match last year, like, Natsupoy wore gear that Kyrie gave her that Kyrie used to wear in 2016 when she was white belt champion. Um, so, with the uh, with the white knight thing with Tam and um, Kyrie, 
and, and Kyrie coming back and like choosing Tan to be her tag team partner uh, for 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 spots or whatever else. Like Tan's been rubbing it in Nets boy's face. It's like you were her young girl. She chose me coming back, and she's like rubbing it and poking her with that. And like, uh, so Sounds we like get a, to like a not good person. I mean, they they hate each other. They're they're fucking antagonizing each other. So like leading to so to get to the press conference. And Tam says all that stuff, and like you know, we had that match last year, and I beat you, and like, where was like the fire I seen in you with all that? Like, that don't exist no more. You only like that with me, like you know, like are you are you thinking of retiring? Um, And then uh, Natspoy is like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be nice to you. I brought I brought I brought some dishes out. You know, you say that I took your pasta, say I took your seafood dish. Here it is. Here's your stuff. And now, and she's like, "Go, go ahead and eat up." And Tam's like, "I'm not eating that. Poison that. <laughs> you poison that." Uh, Nats was like, "Eat, shut up and eat. I'm not eating it. Shut up and eat. I'm not eating it." Throws or grabs a pasta and throws that shit in Tam's mouth. Uh, and then Tam, you know, humiliated. I knew it was I knew someone was when they're both wearing white. And all of a sudden, I see food bringing. I was like, "Oh, okay. They about to throw food at each other." So. They both wear white, white all you know, pasta and just all over food Tam's fight. face. Yes, at the press conference. So then, like Natspoy just just shit eating grin that she you know has made her just a mess. So you know, like I said, there's also that seafood. Tam grabs her by the back of her head and throws her, puts her face first into it, and then they start scrapping. And then you know everybody has to break them up, and they you know they they got it separated and they got all that stuff all over them and then at the end of the press conference they have the group picture and they're both on opposite ends and white just looking terrible with all that shit on their faces and in their hair and on their white clothes yeah and then uh there's also like a, there was a backstage press conference or like post-match interview thing where like they started scrapping and they ended up like fighting in the elevator as the elevator go, in the elevator closes and they go and they're going either up or down like as you mentioned, like this is going to be excellent. It's going to be heated. Uh, this is going to be one of the, I think this is going to be one of the best matches starting this year. Um, so, um, I think I think it's going to be great. Uh, I can't wait for this match. Uh, like in like I, th- somebody might get juice. Mm. Somebody might get juice, and I don't think that I don't think it's going to be somebody blatant either. I think it's I think someone's going to get hard way. At the worst, someone's mouth is getting busted. Exciting. Yeah. Um, like these two have like an extensive history that, as you detailed pretty well, anybody that's heard this show kind of remembers those reviews. Um, I think, I, I don't know who's going to win here. They like Jane's been, you know, talking about there's a, uh, kind of like looking at building up Tam right now. So she could easily like win and continue that path. But so Nasboy doesn't get lost, like in just losing, like, well, so, okay. So here's the thing so two days after the show they're doing they're having another match a singles match mm-hmm. um so it's basically a two match series so i think they're just going to go one and one because gotcha. i think both of them are going to i think both of them are going to you know um tam going at getting going to get a red belt match at some point at uh before the year's over and i think that's what's another shot at the white belt before the year's over too so um i think they're just wanted to do something because like they're not Tam has a lot of stuff going on. That's boy not so much now that like uh, Mohamed Poi doesn't have the uh, the trios belts. They're trying to figure out like what to do in the meantime. In the next couple, in, like basically next month until Grand Prix carries the rest of the stories for another you know six weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
like I gotta say, like I can't wait to see like these two matches because they they fucking hate each other and they hate each other hard as hell when they wrestle each other. So, um, uh, the undercard or the non main event, some main event matches. Uh, third yeah, from the top. Phoenix and Andrade match was fucking great. Well, I got I mean, on on mute. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention. Yeah. Also, don't tell me who won. I, I, I'm going to watch this later. Uh, so, um, uh, the, the third from the top trios match. Tri- I'm sorry, trios title match three way. Uh, the champions, Kid Momo and Saki versus God's Eye. They're three Shuri. Marai Ami and Domino Mondo, Julia, Micah, and uh, Mai Sakurai. Uh, as I mentioned, I think uh, last week, uh, this basically came off the backs of um, God's Eye, or off the backs of uh, Julia pinning Saki at a match, wanting a title shot, is that a Cork and Hall, and then the next match, uh, Marai and Shuri went to a draw with, uh, I believe it was Micah, Hameka, and uh, Naspoy, and they were just two thirds of the last uh, trios champions. So they wanted to be put in also into um, the trios title match. Like I think a lot of it's going to be based off of like you know Julia and and Shuri, and also they want to preview uh, Momo and Shuri uh, at the next pay per view after this for the red belt. Um, and it's an elimination match, so it's going to be hijinks. Like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was funny because, like, Julia mentioned, like, at the press conference, she hates elimination matches because, like, that's how she does most, most of her losing. So, um, I, I, I'm, I'm picking Oedo Tai to retain. Um, they, off in the distance, it seems like they have a, a match with Cosmic Angels where they're going to end up, you know, putting away Cosmic Angels. They've been on a run where they just don't lose. They only lose when, like, they have Walker with them. So, uh, I think that's that's where they're setting up for those three. So, um, just, a good, just a match to have, like, you know, a whole bunch of wrestlers on it. Um, next match, singles match, Hameka versus Micah. I'm sorry, Hameka versus uh, Mina. Um, you know, during the Cosmic Angels, Mahima Poi stuff, they had always, you know, had their interactions as the kind of like the B side of the Tam and Aspoi stuff where they're they're always fighting over the pink belt. So um they had a match last year in the Grand Prix. I can't remember how it was, but like natural chemistry, have a history. They you know, they were friends starting out um when in their training early in their career before stardom. So uh they talked about it coming full circle and like, you know how it is. It's gonna be a giant versus a damsel in distress and the damsel is gonna fight back. It's gonna be fun. Uh Undercard, or I think, it's, uh, yeah, first match, opening match, I th- believe, uh, stars, the uh, two of the other, no kids on this show, by the way, no teenagers, so no Hannah sisters, uh, but um, second match, you got uh, Ida and Kogo versus Lady C and uh, Miyu Amasaki, and that's, you know, it's basically like the... <sighs> Like the 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 stars B team stars and B team Queen's Quest uh, before the main event when it's actually the main event uh, stars and main event Queen's Quest. Uh, 
Yeah, so like I I, I want to see Lady C and um and Ida in the match and have a chop off. Uh and then uh the opener, Unagi versus Waka versus Rowaka. Um Waka. Like, yeah, like Waka. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Uh but yeah, that's that's the card. It, it's going to be a fun card. Like I'm I'm like really excited for the last uh, for for I'm, I I think the last four matches are gonna be really good at worst. Um, but like, I I I think that them they just do so many pay per views or or announce them as big matches and then they air them as pay per views. But this is gonna be a great show regardless. Um, and like, it'd be a nice advertiser on Sunday to watch this and then go to Forbidden Door. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be um. Nice weekend of wrestling coming up. Um, can't wait to see it all. Yeah. All right. So, uh, is there anything else? I got nothing, man. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate us whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, go to our red circle and drop us off with a donation. Um, and listen to the other shows on the network. Besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Men Watch This Shit, The Grave Consequences, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Get in the Ring, Great Match Generator, Meet the Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.